Hey, this is Dean from Leatherwolf, and you're watching CMS TV. Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from all the shows and wanted to share with you one of my other passions other than music. That of course being coffee. Anybody that's listened to me knows that I love coffee. And I have found another great brand, ladies and gentlemen, that you guys need to check out. Simply named, no gimmicks to it at all. It's just coffee brand coffee. It's fantastic coffee and I am not kidding you. They have everything that you would possibly want. Their coffee is excellent. I like the roaster's choice, but they have the pumpkin spice and all that other stuff, all the flavored stuff that you might like. Uh, they've got K-Cups for you. They've got cold brews. They offer tea. They've got cocoa. They literally have everything that you would want. So if you're looking for a great coffee, if you don't want to just settle for the crap that they sell you at the grocery store, this is another fine alternative coffee brand coffee just go to www.bit.ly slash cms coffee one more time bit.ly slash cms coffee and use the coupon code cmspn to save a little bit of money and you can get some of the best coffee that is available today so one more time it is coffee brand coffee we love it here at the classic metal show and you will too so get some today folks coffee brand coffee metal show with good guys wear black that's all i ever wear and looks like our good friend stevie is wearing black as well so uh welcome back to the show there stevie it's been a while what's up, what's Neely? up? how are you my friend it's been a while it has been a while i the question i was gonna ask you is how does it feel to be the third best looking guy on the screen right now <laughs> Well, with me, with me, I'm the most to look at. I'm the you get the most to look at with me, but the host is the mostest. That's right. You guys can battle for the hot spot. I'll I'll just right. be the ugly fat guy. It's fine. And just so you know, Neely, I'm not wearing only black. I'm also wearing bullet boy blue tonight. <laughs> this is one of the original classic bullet boy blue metal sled shirts well this, this, this is one of the original metal sled shirts Fuck. Uh, I, I don't have my fucking glasses i, I couldn't even fucking tell you were wearing one <laughs> I'll, I'll blow them up here you go take a look there stevie you fuck I, if i would have known we were going to dress like twins <laughs> i would have got my penis extender out so i could have matched you <laughs> nice <laughs> I'm always I'm always looking to emulate you, Stevie. You live a hey. life uh, only only we could dream of. We're just lowly fucks doing a radio show. That shirt looks great now that I can now that I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, without these without these bullet boy blue glasses of mine, <laughs> I you know, Chris, do you wear glasses or not? I do, but I don't wear them often. I I have I have the sunglasses that I wear on occasion during the show because the ring light drives my eyes nuts, but right. Right. But, um, you know, I try not to, you know, 
I, I wear my glasses more when I'm drinking, but <laughs> yeah, they're called beer goggles. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, well, Stevie, you obviously have big, big news, you know, and not just, not just the kind where we say it's big news and then it's not, then it's, you know, somebody joined trickster as a triangle player or something, but you have like big news of your own, man. You're you're going to the other side of the pond, man. Tell us all about it. Well, I'm I'm doing a couple of those things actually. Uh, as a matter of fact, three weeks from right now, I'll be on stage in Sao Paulo, Brazil, at the Jai Club. So I'm going to Brazil on the 24th of this month of October. I'll land there the next day. Uh, that's technically not across the pond, but a little bit south into South America. Right. So I'll be in Brazil for 10 days, playing a couple of shows, Sao Paulo, Curitiba. I'll be celebrating Halloween down there. It's my seventh time going to Brazil. Uh, I love that place. It's amazing. And uh, then Tuck will be doing a few shows in Ohio, close to your hood. Right. I expect to see you, uh, Aiken. I'm going to uh, be out. Right. So we'll be hanging, uh, you know, in the in the land of Billy Morris and Todd Chason up in the Cleveland area for a few days, December 1st and 2nd. And then we're going to play at Kenny Ozfest uh, at MVPs in Cincinnati on Saturday, December 3rd. You guys know Kenny Oz, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he's been doing this this birthday party event he calls Kenny Ozfest. And his, for anybody that doesn't know, his nickname is Kenny Oz. And then he decided to do this as a gimmick it's 15 years and running so uh we're gonna go down there and play that then of course we're gonna do santa claus and new year's eve and then we're gonna fly uh, uh i think it's across a few ponds isn't it to get to yeah. australia mm -hmm. so we're gonna go to australia and be part of the glam fest which is just was announced this week we're, we're totally stoked to do it because it's obviously multiple cities with a whole bunch of bands pretty much everybody we know uh, Faster Pussycat, Wednesday 13. I uh, don't really know the guys from Eclipse, but I, I I know of them, and they've been on the cruises. They're from Sweden. They, they got, you know, gotten a really good reaction when they played there. Of course, Steve and Pretty Boy Floyd uh, will be there. Chip, with Enough's Enough. And then there's a whole slew of kind of the Australian couple of up-and-comer hotshot bands that will be on all the dates. And then right. or then local bands will be scattered like one or two on Brisbane, one or two on Adelaide, one or two on Melbourne, and one or two on Sydney. So Very we're still yeah, oh, yeah it's gonna be a fun well, week. Well, dude, how you know, I, I mean it's hard enough for the biggest bands, the the really the motley crews of the world to get over to Australia just because of the enormous cost and you right, know the, right. the enormous amount of logistical, you know, that it takes to get this. How were you guys able to put this thing together? Well, for starters, I didn't put it together. Obviously okay. the promoter is, is silverback touring and they've been around for a while. I don't, I don't know exactly how long I, I'm not probably not a decade, but it's, it's been around for a while and they've done some, pretty decent business based on what I've seen through their site. I mean, they have uh, coming up this month, they have Skid Row with Reckless Love. Um, they have uh, Buck Cherry with Fozzie. Okay. They have, um, they've done Hardcore Superstar with some bands. 
Uh, obviously, that's a Swedish band who's, who's built a, a pretty good brand uh, in various parts of the world, especially Europe. Um, so they're, they're doing some, some, you know, some halfway decent sized venues, you know, 750 to 1,000 seat type theaters. And, and, and the one thing I will say is these tickets are not going to be $20. Okay. Not going to be twenty five dollars. I want to say I, I glanced at something, and I think like early bird tickets are literally going to be like a hundred dollars a piece. Mm. So now, and I saw that, and I didn't flinch at it. I'm not going to buy a ticket. I'm going to be on stage. Right. But, you know, I think what the promoter's saying to the to the fan base as well is like, hey, if you want to go see all these bands. And they're not here. They're not in Sydney. They're not in Melbourne. They're not in Brisbane. You're, you're going to spend $5,000 to go see them, whether yeah. it's on a Monsters of Rock cruise, or you're going to come to the U.S. and go to M3, or go to Sweden Rock, or something like that. So, uh, you know, six bands, five of from the, from the U.S., one from Sweden, and then another half a dozen regional bands, a couple of which got a little bit of a name from what I can see. I think there's a band called Sisters Doll. They're the, the up and coming kind of glam band that's making noise and playing and touring around Australia. Okay. So it's, you know, I think the promoter is probably looking at it like, hey, if you were to see one local band and you paid 15 or 20 bucks, that's reasonable. If you're going to yeah. see a half a dozen international bands with some kind of branding that, hey, you know, those two songs and those four songs and those six songs, it's it's not going to be a twenty or twenty five dollar ticket. It's 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 going to be a, a you know a pretty spendy ticket to get it. But you know what I've heard the the buzz is really good, and I guess we'll find out what happens next week when the tickets go on sale. Sure. Well, you know, you know the thing too, Stevie, is that the Australia we we have Australian fans, especially Tim James, who calls in all the time from Australia. Right. And uh, you know that's a hundred bucks. That's not they're not going to flinch at that because they don't get. Right they don't get the American bands there when they do get the American bands there, they're, they're willing to pay, you know, a thousand dollars for, for the meet and greet or whatever. A hundred bucks is not going to make them flinch. Right. And, and I say that just because I, I know what the, you know, the, the, the Facebook stuff is the, the, the message board stuff, the, the metal sludge message board. Holy Jesus. I can swear on here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy fuck, what a ripoff. I can't even believe it. You know, it's like every parking. Oh, my God, it was $40. Everybody's whining about that stuff. It's like, this isn't 1984. You know, we all went to concerts where we paid $9. Yeah. You know, and if you wanted a bus ride, it's like chip in another $1.50, and you can get the bus ride to and from the arena. It's not 1984, you know? So... I don't know. Again, I'm not buying a ticket to it, but even me as one of the guys that's in a band like this, no matter where we play, and this is runs the gamut, we could book a hundred dates in Ohio, mm-hmm. and somebody's going to go, "You're not playing Lorraine." <laughs> we could play Cleveland. We could play Akron. We could play fucking Toledo. We could play Columbus. You know, we could play twenty spots within. Five to 50 miles of Lorraine, Ohio. But if we weren't playing that guy's corner bar, that was the right. easiest for him to get to, he's going to be on the, the message board bitching about it. And, <laughs> right. 
I mean, and we, we know this. We we know how this works. You know, when when Motley announces a tour or Poison or Skid Row or Slipknot or anybody, oh, they they're not playing Washington D.C. again. It's like it's not like it's not like Rachel and Snake went, yeah, let's go on tour now. Fuck Washington D.C. We're not going to play there. You know, it's it's not always. You know, it's 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 a agent that books it and goes to the local promoters and they go, well, we got. We got the Journey concert that week. We got this concert that we have a foreigner show that same week. We can't we can't squeeze it in within that four or five day window because there's too many other concerts, rock concerts, kind of soaking up the the ticket money, the the the, the interest for everybody can't go out three or four nights a week. So, you know, I'm I'm stoked. It's obvious, like you said, it's a big step. Getting to go to Australia is no easy feat, and. Um, we're honored to be involved, included, and we're going to do everything we can to make it an awesome time for ourselves and obviously the fans that are going to be there. Well, Stevie, uh, a while back, uh, what was it about a year ago, KISS was uh, scheduled to play several shows in Australia and New Zealand, and they pulled out, and there was all kinds of speculation as to why they canceled their tour over there. I mean, they gave a right. lame excuse, uh, you know, being you, you have your ear to the ground, what uh, what were you hearing was the real reason they pulled out? Yeah, you know I, I can't, couldn't even remember. Couldn't even tell you. I have no idea. I mean, isn't it? Is it? A, was it pandemic related? If it was, how long ago? Well, I, I think. What, what was it, Chris? They were. I think what it was is that uh, the, the the promoter probably wasn't able to sell the tickets or something, and uh, um, you know they they probably pulled out because they didn't get the money that they were supposed to be paid, but yeah, they use some other, obviously some other lame excuses bands do as to why somebody's they're not. Doing. Yeah. Somebody's, yeah right, somebody, right. somebody's in rehab. Somebody did this. You know, it's, yeah. it's, usually, it's usually never the case. You know that we, we couldn't get a 55 gallon drum of fake blood for Gene for all the dates <laughs> <laughs> to spit out. But you know, it, it is, it is, trust me, it's extremely challenging. And it's, you know, I've gotten to a point where I, I love the fans that support. I love people that come out to see me. But there's times when people say stuff and I just, I just fucking light them up. Like I just, you know, it's so, I remember we had a gig in New York City. This is right when I had kind of relaunched the band with American Hair Band. And we were supposed to play this club that was in New York forget what it was called, but it was a popular club. And like the week before, I want to say, I think it was lynch mob played there. And there was a fight that spilled into the parking lot and somebody got stabbed. Mm. Wasn't the band, wasn't the roadies, nothing. It was just like some drunk guys fighting. Somebody got stabbed and it was, we were already, we had like a 10 or 12 day tour booked in the Midwest going to the East coast. So we were already in like Chicago or Detroit or something. And the promoter called us and said, the, the local city just they 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 shut us down for 30 days because there was a you know a stabbing in our parking lot so we can't play we can't have you play your show which was going to be like the following Thursday you know for right. 750 bucks or something and so then I had some chick messaging me and she's just like oh yeah I saw your show's canceled I'm like well they they we got it we got a fill in date we're gonna play on like Long Island or something mm. you know some little club said, we'll take the show, you know, for 500 bucks. So I said, I'll, I'll do it. We're, we're literally going to be in the area. So, I mean, I guess 
I don't know what it is, New York City to Long Island. It's probably an hour or change, maybe more. Right. This chick's messaging me, oh, my God, that's so far to go. And I'm like, and she's <laughs> like, I'm your biggest fan. And I said, honey, we're coming 3,000 miles. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you fucking make it an hour? Oh, the train. I don't know. It's like my sister's friend's cousin's aunt needs me to do this the next day. It's just like, fuck you. You know, it's yeah. just like, we're literally going to be, you know, a fucking an hour from your house. And because we're not playing around the corner from it, you know, you're, you're now asking me when we're coming back next. It's like, listen, yeah. we're never coming back. And if you're going to show up, I'm, I'm never playing that area again, just because <laughs> I'm that annoyed with your fucking stupidity, you know? So, you know, this crazy stabbing happened and the, you know, the local, you know, authority said, Hey, you guys got to shut down for a month while we investigate. It's so all the shows that next couple of weeks were swiped, you know, tough, bang, tango, whoever. But um, we got another show in, you know, Long Island. So I know it wasn't right around the corner, but the general vicinity and, chicks you know asking me a thousand questions about how i can you know you should really call this promoter and ask this club it's like oh shut up yeah. <laughs> order 300 dollars worth of merchandise and i'll reply yeah just buy ten thousand dollars worth of merchandise and you'll go play your backyard yeah exactly so we, we call those uh the tammies of the world there yep. steve the uh when chris used to run the dock and website he used to have a uh a voicemail thing from the fans and some right. girl, some girl who wanted to go to a dock and show up in the uh, Bay area. She, she had to leave early from the show for some reason. And uh, Don was doing some kind of meet and greet to sell his solo disc or something. So she left a voicemail saying she had to leave the show early. So Don could make up for it by calling her because she always wanted to talk to her. Right. <laughs> you know, it would make up for it if you would call me because I buy all shirts and I buy all your stuff. And, you know, I, you know, and you, you really should call me because you, you know, you owe me a phone call because I couldn't meet you at the meet and greet. And is, is there, what's her name? Tammy. Is that what you call her? Tammy? Yeah. Tammy. So this was before Karen's came into yep. play. Well, and then, and then this goof. Because be just because she was a goof, as you know, right. many of them are. Then she called into Rockline when Don and was on Rockline. She got through. She got through to. She's like, right. "Hi, Don. How are you, Don? I tried right. to meet you. It's like, oh, I don't, right. I don't envy you guys at all dealing with the fucking morons." Yeah, but my babysitter was coming home by mid or by ten, so I had to get home. You know, it's like. <laughs> Get a different babysitter or just leave the kid in the car, but crack the window. <laughs> nice. Well, Stevie, I wanted to ask you, and this is a little more of a darker subject since we're talking about uh, festivals and all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, you mentioned the pandemic and whatnot. Um, you know, obviously we lost some people in the pandemic. We lost um, uh, Justin Murr, who you had a little bit of a, you know, back yeah. and forth with over his, uh, his, what was his skull and bones or what was his name of his rock uh, and skull. Rock and, skull. Yeah. Rock and, skull. Yeah. and, uh, you know, apparently the, uh, you know, the pandemic got him, uh, any thoughts on that at all? On the pandemic or on Justin no, passing on, away? Uh, on Justin passing away and your, you know, your tiff with him or his tiff with you or vice versa. 
You know, I mean, I, I had at that point, you know, the anything that had gone on between us was long in the past. And, um, you know, a few years after, you know, we had our feud. And for anybody that really doesn't know, like, I was kind of involved with Justin at many steps along the way. The very first one was called Skullfest, and it was in, what, North Platte, Nebraska, or something like way up in the, the middle of nowhere. Right. And, you know, he wanted us to play it, but we were coming back from a, a UK tour, and we would have literally got home from the UK tour on, like, Tuesday, and on Thursday we would have had to, like, fly to Denver. And I, and I looked into it, but then – you fly into Denver and then you have to drive four hours in a van into like the middle of this desolate field. And uh, so we, we, we didn't play it, but I told you, and it, and it bombed. And I told him, I said, Justin, you're, you're kidding yourself. You live in Ohio and you're trying to put an event on that's a thousand miles from your house. He's like, well, they said I could have the venue for free. I go, well, if they give you a venue for free in North fucking Canada, are you going to take it? Nobody <laughs> wants to go there. Right. You know, you live in central Illinois Within two to three hours on every which way on the map, you have Chicago, you have Indianapolis, you have Cincinnati, you have St. Louis, you have Kansas City. I go, they're all, they all can come to, to, to Illinois relatively easily. For what you wanted to do at Skullfest, everyone's got to fly to Denver and then get in a van and drive four hours. And it was literally, you know, a dirt road with, you know, one motel in the area. So it's a bad business model. So I'm the one who convinced him to bring it back to Illinois. And then we played a few and we got involved in some packages and VIP things and we were going to split money. And at some point, you know, for what it's worth, he forgot to pay me some of it. And, you know, and uh, after a couple of years of doing business with him, I realized he was not being upfront. So, you know, it got a little ugly and we went back and forth. And then, um, you know, his last few events totally bombed. He came full circle at one point and asked me to play again, offered me some money. I never even replied to his, his last message. Um, but when I did hear he was sick and I saw the post, people said, Justin Murr's got COVID. He's in the hospital. I was like, oh, you know, bummer. I mean, I, I think at the same time, Chris was having it. I did. Yeah, hospital. same exact time. Bill Chavis. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I was I was much closer with Bill. Me and Bill were, were pretty good friends. And so Bill had posted on Facebook, I'm in the hospital, I've got COVID. And I want to say, I think that was his second time going in. Mm -hmm. So um, he had had it a few months before, recovered, that he was in. And so I messaged him in Facebook Messenger, which I still have the messages right here. And... I reached out and said, dude, what's going on? He's like, oh, it's really bad. I'm in the hospital. You know, this stuff is fucked up. And I said, dude, I don't want to pry in your business, but I have to ask, are you vaccinated? And he said, no, I'm not. But if I make it out, I'm going to get vaccinated, me and the wife. And I said, well, dude, you're going to make it out. You'll be fine. Damn, he, was he, didn't. He, was, he was dead 10 days later. Yeah. And then, and then his wife, if you remember, went into a coma and everybody was feeling horrible that she would come out of this coma. And then at some point they'd have to tell her, your husband died. She didn't come out of the coma either. And, and Bill's wife died also. And yeah. that, that hit me. And, you know, Chris will say, I mean, I, I reached out to Chris too. When, and I said, 
you know, we got on the phone. And I remember you told me that you were in the hospital and at some point you had to take a piss. Yeah. And you went to the bathroom and you said, Stevie, I couldn't make it back to my bed. It was yeah. 10 feet and I felt like I had just run a marathon. I could mm-hmm. not make it to my bed and you had to call for help. And you said you thought I was it, gone. Yeah. It was it was a game over for you. Yep. You know, hey, here you are. So yeah. Well, the, 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 it's funny now it wasn't funny then, but it, I wasn't mad about it. And I told you this and Neil, I don't know if I ever talked about this on the show or not, but, um, my mom, Stevie did an article about me and Murr at the same time. And, and it had both, Davis was in there too. Yeah. But it had both of our pictures. It had my picture yeah. with the nose thing on and it had, um, right. and it had Justin on the vent and, right. My mom was really upset about it. She was like, right. and, I, and I had to tell my mom, you know, I'm dying in the hospital. I'm like, mom, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Stevie asked me ahead of time. You know, right. it's, it's it's not a huge deal. But she was all shook up. Why are you a news story? Why is you being sick news? I was like, mom, I'm right. a public figure. It's part of the gig. Just relax. Right. Worry about other shit. You know? Right. Yeah. Funny stuff. Funny now. Wasn't funny at the moment, but yeah. it's fun to me. It's funny now. Whatever. I made it. Well, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, I, I got to a point where everybody just has their own individual opinions and rights. Mm-hmm. And you know, I guess it's just like anything else. You know, some people want to vote for this guy, and some people want to vote for that guy, and some people really hate this person or really like that person. And when it came to this thing, at some point, you know, me and my kid's mother, we we, we said, we're going to get it. We got the vaccinations. Our kids got the vaccinations. But I do personally know some people that died from it. And mm-hmm. I often think, like, maybe had they been vaccinated, would they have lived? And, you know, I'm sure there's somebody on here right now that's going, I know somebody who got the vaccination and died. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not saying that one thing is right or wrong for anyone other than I did what I did. And mm-hmm. that was a pretty that was a pretty crazy time for all of us just that our whole life was essentially at a stop sign for yeah. a year and a half yeah it was man i mean it was, it was definitely nutty and you know we all lost friends that's the that's the right. long and short of it whether you whether you took the jab or you didn't take the jab we all lost right. friends which that blow right. you know for me personally especially shavis who i you know like you i was definitely a, a very good friend with Right. You know, and I just looked at him and I was like, man, that guy's way more healthy than me. And right. he died. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm really going to fucking drop right. dead here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he he went to the gym. He yeah. worked out. The guy was, you know, jacked. And yeah. you know, you know what else? He worked for a job. He worked, I, I, medical. He worked at a hospital. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it was his sucks. administration of some sorts, but he was he was definitely involved in working with in the medical community, you know. Sure. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it was really ugly. I mean, I mean, I remember when the trouble singer had died, and I and I I made a couple of comments publicly which people didn't like, and I I said I, I thought it was stupid, you know, because I remember that he was also very vocal about it, and there was you know. And I, if I'm not mistaken, there was band members of his that were vaccinated and they were on the road and they were encouraging him to get the vaccination 
and he basically was staunchly like, ain't doing it over, yeah. you know, over my dead body. What like he literally was saying some of that stuff publicly, and then he got sick and he did die. Yeah. So it was like because he was so outspoken, it kind of reverberated his stance even more into the press. And of course, you know, you you, you knew about that. I remember you talked yeah. about it. And, mm -hmm. You know, followed that band and knew those guys and all sure. that. Sure. Yeah, that sucked. So, Wagner was a good dude, man. He he right. really was, but. You know, my, my whole thought with the, and I don't want to turn this into a whole vaccination discussion, but, uh, you know, the, my, my whole thought with the whole thing was whatever you choose to do, stick to it, what, right. right or wrong, whatever, you know, let's, you know, I, I got sick. I, I got scared. I ain't going to lie. Right. I right. definitely got scared and I got checked and the doctors told me I still can't get vaxxed. They told me flat out. No. Because right. my lungs from the burn accident, I, you know, I have some pulmonary shit. So they, they right. were like, no. And, you know, so I, I haven't. And, and I didn't right. want to anyway, but it just kind of reinforced what I wanted in the first place. And, right. you know, I got lucky. I, I ain't going to say right. it any other way than I got lucky, you know, that I was able to come back because I really didn't think I was going to. But right. here I am. So. You know, I'm just glad that that whole time period in our life is kind of over. At least I think it's over. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's so crazy, too, because I remember I was in the grocery store. This is when it kind of started taking off and everybody was, you know, wearing the masks. Mm. And we're in the grocery store, you know, pretty much everybody's wearing a mask. Some guys in there, he's like a 30-year-old dude. He's walking around without, he's trying to check out. And the lady says that she won't check him out because he's not wearing a mask. He starts fucking screaming at her. He's going <laughs> nuts. This woman's right. like, you know, 65 years old, little old lady, just, sir, I have to do what my managers tell you. know. And she's, she's just saying, like, I'm not going to check your items out because you don't have a mask on. And he's berating the hell out of this woman. They're yelling. So I come from one of the aisles, and I see there's a couple of other put myself in the dad category, a couple of right. other like grown men dads, like, Hey buddy, settle down. And he's fucking screaming at them. And the guy was fairly big, you know, he's probably six foot and 200 pounds, but you know, and I was like, this guy's fucking out of his mind, you know? And I, and I just as calmly as I could have said, Hey, but she's an older lady. Like she's a woman. Look how small she's like, just dude, he didn't give, Two fucks. What are you gonna fucking do about it? Yeah, and, and you know, and at some point, I'm just in there to get like milk or something, and right. then he storms out, and I'm thinking to myself, "Is he going to his car? Is he getting a gun? Yeah. Is he going to come in here and start shooting all of us because of this fucking?" And we've seen that on the news. You know, we've seen yeah. this kind of shit where somebody gets in an argument and they come back into a fucking store and start blasting everybody in sight. But I'm just like. I don't want to interject myself in those situations because it's usually the guy that goes, Hey, settle down, buddy. And they pull a gun out and shoot that, you know, that person. But I'm like, this little old lady's sitting there scared to death as this man is screaming at her. So me and a couple of dads went over there and we're like, dude, chill out, leave her alone. You know, and he's just like, Oh, it's none of your fucking business. Don't tell me what to do. And at that point, I think all of us wanted to grab him and beat the shit out of him, but right. it, it wasn't for the mask thing. It was the fact that he was disrespecting this little old lady who was just trying to do her job. Sure. And he's, he's going completely ballistic on her. It's like, dude, come on. 
but there's, you know, it's like the people on the airplanes, you know, mm. you, we see those videos, yeah. which we haven't seen a lot of them recently, but they pop up and someone's just out of their mind. They're drunk. And, you know, I think yeah. some of them might do it too. Cause they think they're going to be like the, the old Asian guy that they dragged out <laughs> his glasses or whatever. And then he got like a $5 million settlement. Or right? something. Yeah. It's Good like, drag me out of a plane like that. I'll take the money. <laughs> exactly. Well, Stevie, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to pull us out of this, out of the, out of the illness of the world to yeah, the illness on. of, I, I want to move to the illness of the stage. Uh, you posted yesterday, this hot rumor um, that John five is going to be taking over for uh, Mick Mars and Motley Crue. And Correct. I wanted to get your, you don't, obviously I'm not going to ask you to who said it, but uh, right. give me a little background on where this is coming from and why you think this is happening. Well, there's, there's a couple people I heard, heard it from. And the thing is, I don't fish for anything. Mm -hmm. Fish just jump into my boat, you know? <laughs> oh, what is that? Hey, a bluegill. Oh, look at this. So in the last three to four days, I've had, can think of off the top two there's maybe three people three people since like tuesday until thursday or friday that all said to me completely separate from each other hey so i've been hearing this and it's not like a random gossip board poster it's a it's right. a known guy that was a singer in a band that had a name and a major label deal it's a guy that's you know, works for a lot of these type of bands. And, you know, at some point it's like, what's that old saying where there's smoke, there's fire, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I get tips like this, or I get inside or scoop, or even if you call it rumor, it's like, okay, this and this and this. And then we look at the pieces of the puzzle. Molly Crew obviously came back. They did this massive stadium tour and made, you know, hundred. They the thing made one hundred and seventy million dollars or something in what three months? Not even. Right. And it's not like they're going to go. Oh, that's a lot of money. Okay, we're good. We're going to retire again. It's like no, they they want the money from Europe now. They want oh. the money from Australia and from <laughs> South America. And then you know another go around. Just like Guns and Roses, not in this lifetime tour is how long now? Yeah, five, five years, six years now. Yeah, it might even be more. You know, it's like, and it's gonna, it might, might not be called that anymore. But yeah, the initial holy shit move, and they went and did stadiums, and then more stadiums, and then more stadiums. Is like you said, it's literally turned into five, six. It's probably gonna go another few years. So, Motley Crue is not going to stop anytime soon. Um, Mick turned seventy-two in the spring. Obviously, his his health condition is is got to be challenging for those guys. Sure. You know? I mean, as far as we don't know what the what the handler situation is. When I say that, it's not like Mick walks off stairs and goes, "Here's my guitar, bro. I'm gonna go jump in an Uber and get myself back to the hotel." No, he's probably got a, a group of people that probably have to help him in some ways because he is physically, you know, mm -hmm. pretty frail, and he's you know. Tommy's fucking jumping around like a maniac with his pants off and hey, look at this, you know. So he don't need any help, you know. Nikki doesn't need any help. 
And I would think the rigors of the road are going to be a lot for Mick. 2023, they're talking 2024, another go-round in the U.S. They're talking another another Vegas residency. There's a lot on the on the on the on the plate for Motley Crue in the next several years, and that could mean five years. That could mean eight years. And there is going to come a point when somebody is going to have to step in. And I think that Nikki and management and the agents and the promoters look at it like, look how much business Journey's doing. Mm -hmm. Steve Perry is not saying in that band in 30 years. Yeah. Journey is one of the biggest drawing classic rock bands in the entire country. Yes. Yeah. Look at Foreigner. Foreigner. Look at the business foreigners done. Slipknot is doing massive business. Two of the founding members are dead. Yeah. They're not here anymore. And they've replaced a couple of, you know, yeah. jumpsuit guys. Right. So, I mean, Ghost is, you know, obviously not the same situation, but hey, everybody's pissed off at the guy with the, you know, the microphone. Fuck all you. Fired them all. Got them all. Other guys, put this cloak on and this white face, play guitar, and shut up. You know, right. I'm not saying that that's what Nikki's thinking, but you know, Mick is is ailing. I mean, that's not a secret. You know, when when that fan jumped up on stage, I don't think it was this during this thing, but it was what during their their um the 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 final tour tour yeah, the final yeah. tour the fan jumped up and bumped into Mick, and Mick fell over like a cardboard cutout. You know, yeah, it's like. So I would think that what I also posted, I saw a few comments from a few people. I'm not going to name their names. If you want to go look at my posts, you can. But there's a few people in there that are industry-related people that are pretty known names within the camps of these bigger bands. And they, 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 there was a couple of comments from them that I was kind of surprised to see. And sure. I think well, I'm honest. Well, and, and, you know, after you, because you texted me, and I, of course, you know, like you, I, I know a few people that are right. around that camp. I don't know anybody directly in their camp, but I definitely right. know some people that are kind of periphery of that camp. Right, right. And and I asked, I said, hey, what is, what's the story here? Is this legit? Is this not legit? And I didn't get a yes or a no, but Nobody I did get, get, but I, what I got was, well, John Five was seen at at various shows with Blasco at the, on the stadium tour, and very well not confirmed, but could very well have been do already playing some of these shows behind the curtain, right? right. And I kind of went back and looked at the dates to make sure there weren't like zombie dates, you know, at the same time to right. kind of make make that thing, and there weren't. And I right. just was kind of like, all right, well, you know, so maybe he's already been sort of in the camp and that's right. why they're comfortable with, with making the move. Cause they know he can play the, the, the gigs. Right. And then the, the other, and this is just a straight rumor that I heard was that the 2024 U S tour might have the both singers. That's what I'm. I, I got from somebody fairly close to Karabi. Was right. that was that they might do the two singers and celebrate the 
history of Motley Crue one last time type of a right. type of a show. Now, I don't know how they would do that, and I don't know how they do that without really embarrassing Vince. Right. You know, because yeah, John Kurt, would John would kill it on his half a dozen songs that yeah. they would to play or whatever. But yeah. you know, it, as much as fans want to say it's not the same or if it's a, if, you know, well, we don't want Frank and Ace. We don't want Tommy Thayer. We want the real thing back. It's like, what's, what's weird for us. And I say that meaning you guys, any, anybody that's between 35 and 60, we all grew up with music. You know, people 50 years ago were just experiencing like Elvis Presley the Stones, yeah. the Beatles, Little Richard, you know, there was there was only a little bit of history for it. There wasn't bands in 1890. There wasn't rock bands in 1920 or even 1940 for that matter. Yeah. I mean, when Little Richard probably first came on this, like 1950 or something like that. Yeah, late Big 50s. bopper years, you know, yeah. So yeah. all those guys, like that was the introduction of music. I you know, of real music for, for rock music, for performance mm -hmm. music, you know, sure. not, a, not a woman with a violin in a chair or an orchestra or, but I remember when I moved to LA, this is 35 years ago in 1987. And there was a promo for that guitarist name was his name, Randy Hansen, who did the tribute to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Neely, you remember him? Mm -hmm. That was him, right? Yeah. Randy Hansen band. Yeah, so he he was doing this tribute to Jimi Hendrix, who was dead 15 years at that time. When did Hendrix die? 72? Something like that? 70? I think in 70? the 60s, right? No, oh, so I, I think it was 1970. 70. So yeah, right, right at the very beginning of the 70s. So obviously, Hendrix wasn't even dead 20 years. He was dead 15 years, 16 years. So... But there was a tribute to him. And the only other tributes we ever really knew of, aside from like, hey, these guys do a Beatles tribute, or these guys do a maybe a Monkees tribute, or maybe a Rolling Stones tribute. The only other one that I remember with anything that was remotely modern to our ears was the Kiss tributes. And that was more of like every city had the, hey, let's do a Kiss tribute. And everybody would be like, my sister can make clothes. And then people would be like, Wow, the jeans really good, but the fucking Peter is horrible, or, or the ball sucks. Like he's, you know, short and fat. He doesn't work. That's not a good Paul with a star in his eye. You know, they have it crooked. But right, Kiss tributes had been around forever, but Kiss had already taken all the makeup off as well. So once the makeup was off in the '80s, it was like, hey, if you want to see what Kiss was like, because you didn't get to see him come and see our local band in the bar as they're doing the choreography. And then the guy would take a blood tablet and spit it all over the crowd. And my point is everybody's getting older. We grew up on Motley Crue and Rat and Bon Jovi and Dawkins and Metallica. And everybody's had somebody die or two guys die or a guy that can't play or a guy that has his leg cut off, you know, uh, was that Diano? You know, I mean, everybody's or was Diano that lost his leg? Steve Grimmett or Steve Grimmett from Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper yeah. Recently passed away. So, you know, at some point, all of us are going to be gone. Is all of this music never going to be played again? 
Yeah. Is it ever, 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 ever going to play again for any of this music? In another 20 years, I mean, not even 20, in 10 years, how many more guys are going to be dead? Yeah, it's true. So tributes at some point are going to be obviously happening. And at some point you have to replace them. Just because Tracy and Phil don't get along with Steve and Kelly doesn't mean Steve and Kelly shouldn't play. Fuck their LA guns. They're horrible. No, you know, let them play. Just because yeah. Jack doesn't get along with Mark doesn't mean Jack shouldn't be able to go out and play great white songs. It doesn't mean Mark shouldn't be able to play great white songs. And the same goes for Jeff Tate and Michael Wilton and the guys. And the same goes for Skid Row and what's-his-face. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian, <laughs> mad at the world, you know? Right. And so, you know, I think that it's inevitable sooner than later Mick Mars is not going to be able to perform with Motley Crue. And it's not because Nikki goes, hey, we're going to get John because he's young and can jump around a little bit more, even though he's really not young. I mean, he's probably 50-something, but yeah. Mick is getting, Mick's not in the best condition to do that. And those guys doing those kind of big events on an 80-foot-wide stadium stage, and Mick is literally tethered to a mic stand that if he goes too far, is he going to be able to make it back to the other side of the stage? And I don't right. say that, you know, say it with a smile on my face, but the realities are the realities. And and my guess is that if Mick wants to retire or doesn't want to retire at some point, sure, there's going to be something worked out. Hey, we're going to do this, but, you know, here's your check. You'll get it every week. Right. Cool. I don't want to do that anyways. That was a pain in the ass, you know, sit and play blues licks on his guitar. So we'll see. Right Metal Slick broke it first. <laughs> there you go. Like a lot of other stories. Well, what else you got there, Stevie? Any other any other behind the scenes uh, rumors or you know that that you're you know kind of privy to at all? Well, I mean, if if, if it's anything that I'm privy to, it's usually on the site. Uh, but there's times when I get something and I'll sit on it a little bit, and I might get something. And when I say I don't look for it, when something kind of falls into my lap, once, eh, whatever. Then when a completely different source says that same thing, it's like, okay, that's kind of ironic that this person said that from here and this person said it from here. And it's also not spilling over onto Facebook or because when something like that hits, it, it's going to start spreading pretty quickly. And so sometimes then after I hear something like that, I might dig around to, for somebody that I know in that specific camp and say, what do you know about this? And a lot of times I'm like, oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, that's that happened like three days ago and the shit's about to hit the fan, you know, right. but it hasn't hit yet. So I take the shit and I throw it at the fan <laughs> <laughs> through, through metal sludge to go look at this, you know? Right. So, Steve, let, let me ask you about one band that there's no, not looking for any dirt necessarily, but I'm just right. looking for your thoughts as somebody that knows the players here. What do you think of Skid Row with Eric Gronwall? Does this finally shut Sebastian up? We haven't heard much from him, you know, in the last <laughs> few months. I mean, when I heard that song that gangs all here, I was like, this sounds like the 11th song on the debut or mm -hmm. the 12th or whatever. It sounded like a, a, a B-side that they didn't release. Yes. And, then, and then I heard another song. And then I heard another song. And then we're like, everyone's like, well, let's see what he's like live. And then we watched video after video after video and went, 
oh my God. Like he is hitting those notes just unbelievable. Um, and I guess people that are like Sebastian loyalists are like, it's not the same. He'll never be touched. We all know between January of 1989 and the end of that Slave to the Grind tour, Bach, I don't want to say could do no wrong because obviously mm -hmm. he did a lot of wrong. He threw a bottle in a girl's face. You know I mean? Yeah. There's stuff that he did that was pretty stupid. You know, the right. shirt, everything. However, this guy walked into fucking Hit Prater magazine with that voice, that hair, that face, that body, you know, mm -hmm. six foot three, 155 pounds. Like, you know, had he had all that and he had a big brown mole right here, it wouldn't have been so cool, you know? Right. Had he had a really cratered face and really bad teeth like he has today, it wouldn't have been cool. But he right. looked great. He sang great. And he was just the, you know, fuck you, get the fuck out of my way. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. And, uh, here I am, and obviously they could not be touched. But whatever was happening in that camp was obviously festering. And at some point within, what, five, six years, they were like, dude, there's yeah. the door. See you later. Mm -hmm. And of course, at the time, all of us didn't know all these things right. that we kind of learned later. I met Sebastian a couple of months after they came out, I met him in the spring of 89 and he was, he was a sweetheart to me. He had already known about the band because we were, you know, we're already big on LA Hollywood in 87, 88. So he had already heard about, you know, when, when you're, when you're hot in Hollywood, everyone hears about it. Everyone, oh, there's this hot band, you know, mm -hmm. whether it was guns and roses or poison or warrant. And then, you know, we were one of those bands that had a big name. So he was really nice to me. You know, we went to the video shoot for, for peace of me. We were on the video set. He was great there. We hung out at William Haynes studio. We went to shows, but I do remember that he was very, everything was on a hundred. Mm -hmm. If he was nice, it was on a hundred, but if he was pissed off, it was on a hundred. And I saw some behavior at times. that was just, even as a 22, 23 year old guy, I was like, dude, fucking simmer, you know, right. pull it back a notch, you know? I mean, and so, and I was only around him, you know, an hour here, a half hour there, 10 minutes here. Those guys were on him 24 hours a day for fucking mm -hmm. weeks and months on end. And at some point, you know, what, what they saw made them react the way they did. Well, when the internet came around and then that website came around in 1998, <laughs> right. slowly but surely, you know, we started going like, and what happened? As somebody types this, and then he did this, and then he did that, and oh my god, and oh yeah, we got a photo of it, and, and then with the advent of YouTube and videos and all that stuff spilled out, and a lot of us have sat there and watched the clips and went, "You're not doing that right now, are you?" There's a thousand people <laughs> watching you on stage. Quit screaming like a, a fucking nut job. You're 49, yeah. you're 50, you're 52, you're 53, you're, you're 54. You know, quit acting like you're five. And yeah. So as that stuff has continued to unravel, regardless of having Johnny in there, rest in peace, Johnny, what a sweetheart yeah. of a guy he was, yeah, and then good. Tony, and then ZP, and Sebastian, no matter who they got, in some way, when asked in the interview, he could not control himself to not 
somehow insult the band or insult mm -hmm. their singer or insult you know, oh they got half a dozen guys and it's just like okay dude let's look at how many guitar players you've had you know or drummers <laughs> or drummers or whoever i mean he's had stable guys now for a while brent woods has been there and the guy from spread eagle they've been there for a long period but there was about a 10 or 15 year period where sebastian's had more guys than skid row had you yeah. know easily it's 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 right there in wikipedia you can see this you know so but i think that this as some people have said like people you know trolling him on twitter dude what do you think about the final nail in your coffin and it's a picture of eric going <laughs> <laughs> you know with a microphone you know and then you see the videos of him and he's just you know like a bird yeah. recreating those screams live it's just like man what a voice i mean him and Dino Jalusic. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the sounds just like David Coverdale. Oh my God, that kid. And he's the sweetest kid too. I met him on the cruise. Sure. I went up to him. I said, "Are you Dino?" He's like, "Yeah." You know, I said, "Hey, dude, I got, I got to tell you, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. I've seen some of your videos. You're amazing. You know, my name is Stevie uh, Rochelle. I'm from Tough." He's like, "Oh my God, you're from Tough?" You know, and I was like, "Yeah." He goes. Oh my God, I love your band. And I said, Come on, you know my band? And then he's like, I used to sing The All New Generation in my bedroom, and good guys were black, and I could see goodbye. And he starts quoting like our catalog. And I was nice. like, Dude, give me a hug. I was, I was so like moved that this 20, you know, 28, 29 year old kid from Croatia at one point was 13 years old watching YouTube singing right. my song. So he was like, you know, I loved all the glam bands from Sunset Strip, you know, and he was just the sweetest guy. But then I watched him sing like the next day on stage, you know, and I was just like effortless. I mean, it is yeah. always sounds like it's fucking just it's Coverdale, Dio. And. Mm -hmm. What's the other one? There's one more. He's got Coverdale, Dio. um. I'm not sure. I always think Coverdale when 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 they brought him into White Snake. My only thought was, yeah, he's going to be singing for White Snake, yeah. and, and yeah. he's no playing time. some keyboards, but he's yeah. singing a, a lot of the backgrounds. Well, and, and they already have a keyboard covering. player. They already right. have another keyboard right. player. Why do they need two? Right. Hang on. I think this is Carmen Electra texting me. <laughs> or not? Uh, so yeah. Honey, I know. Yeah, it wasn't. Her. It was. It was. It was actually Chanel shortcake. So nice. Let me ask you your opinion on uh, just one more thing here. Is uh, okay, obviously, good. Uh, obviously you uh, had it there on the metal sludge that uh, uh, George Lynch has relented and went back to Lynch Mob. You know, yeah. obviously, obviously the band versus brand, where the brand wins out you know, right. uh, familiarity and all that kind of stuff, you know, right. Uh, right. somehow, somehow, I guess it's not racist anymore to say lynch mob, you know, after, after not using it for a while. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, uh, my guess is that, you know, the promoters or, you know, the agent at some point was like, yeah, we're trying to get, you know, guarantees up for this thing called electric, freedom electric, electric, yeah, electric freedom generation or whatever it's called. And they're like, who? Uh, 500 bucks Thursday's good. You know, they're like, no, it's the guy from Duncan, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
I, I was never offended by the name. I mean, I, I, I think it's the Washington Redskins are no longer. They're the commanders. The Cleveland Indians are no longer. They're the guardians. No, they just don't exist. No, the, the, the Indians just don't exist. Stop it. There is no guardians. The Kansas City Chiefs are still playing. Yeah, the Braves. The, the Atlanta Braves are still playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, somebody's going to be offended by the word cowboy. True. Right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know. I mean, I guess if. I guess if the Packers were called the Fudge Packers, people would be pissed about that. <laughs> but they're not. So, but I have some friends that are like, "Oh, you're Fudge Packers," you know. I'm like, "Hey, I'm offended." <laughs> and, then, and did you throw a tantrum? And go, stop it! Stop no, it! it. Hey, Quit it! I I gotta wake up tomorrow morning at five thirty and have breakfast because at six thirty a.m. L.A. time, the Packers are playing the Giants in New in, in England. So. <laughs> they're, they're the early game tomorrow, so I got to be up early. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Stevie. Anything else you want to let the fans know about you or the no. site or anything you're doing or no? Blah, blah, blah. Just same stuff, you know. Check out Tough. Check out Metal Sludge. Buy my catalog. Buy the vinyl. Buy the CDs. Buy the swag. There's going to be more stuff coming next year. Some more shows. Some more events. And some more things that I'll be shoving down everybody's throat. In the meanwhile, hey, thanks to you guys for having me, Chris, Neely. You guys are awesome. And I look forward to seeing both of you at, at either the gig or the food truck outside the gig. Here we go. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'll be there. So, yeah. All good, man. Neely, you're right. in Chicago, right? I am in the Chicago area. Yes. Okay. You're not a Bears fan, though, right? No. Okay, good. you never know you never know i've checked out a sports couple years ago when they started getting all political and with their black lives matter support and all that bullshit i'm just done with sport done with it yeah well i don't let that stuff affect my ears i just want to watch my teams win and certain teams (laughs) like lose and fingers crossed you know there you go All right, Stevie, uh, we appreciate you coming on. You're welcome on anytime, as always. So uh, we'll let you pick a closing song, take us out of the interview here. So uh, anything from your catalog or anybody else's catalog? What would you like to hear? Uh, Yeah, let's play a tough song. Let's play Tied to the Bells. All right. You can do that. Yep, got it. But uh, this is about a naughty nun, right? It is. That that (laughs) it is. Very good. All right. All right, Stevie. We will uh, chat again. So uh, here it is. It's uh, tough with Tied to the Bells exclusively here. What, Stevie? Thank you very much, guys. Very appreciated. Or on your classic metal show. (laughs) Thanks for checking out this episode of the Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out the Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Ninja! <laughs>